Hello there. You're welcome to the Read Podcast. This episode you're about to listen to is powered by the Gospel Generation. I believe that as you listen, you will experience immense spiritual growth. And at the end of the day, you will be greatly blessed and rewarded for being the doer of the word. Relax, enjoy as you listen. Chapter 12 The High Priest In Matthew 28 verse 6, the angel said to the woman who had come to finish the embalming of Jesus on that Lord's day, Ye seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. He died a lamb. He rose the Lord High Priest of the new creation. You remember from John 20 that Mary saw him. When she discovered who he was, she fell at his feet. He said, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended unto the Father. But go unto my brethren and say to them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and my God and your God. What did he mean? He meant what we read in Hebrews 9 verse 11 to 12. But Christ, having come a high priest of the good things to come, through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of the creation, nor yet with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, entered in once and for all into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. As the high priest, he took his own blood and carried it up to the heavenly holies of holies, and there he presented it to God. It was accepted, and that red seal is upon the document of our redemption. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, is the eternal witness of his finished work for us of our legal right to eternal life and sonship with all its privileges on the basis of that blood we are more than conquerors satan has no dominion over us his dominion is utterly broken the token of that victory are continually before the father hebrews 7 verse 22 By so much also had Jesus become the surety of our better covenant. If you are in a grave danger or Satan is pressing hard upon you, you call the Father's attention to your rights that are guaranteed on the ground of that blood. Revelations 12, 11 And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, because of the word of their testimony. You have a legal right to the name of Jesus that cast out demons and breaks Satan's power. John 16, 23 If ye shall ask anything of the Father, he will give it to you in my name. All things are possible to you because you are in the family. You have the perfect protection that the blood guarantees. Chapter 13 
Christ sat down. The climax of redemption was the sitting of the Lord Jesus. After he had been made sin, after he had paid the penalty of our relationship with Satan, after he had suffered all that justice demanded of us, then Christ with us rose from the dead. We were raised with him. He declared we are seated together with Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 6 and raised up with him and made us to sit with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This was the highest honor that God had ever conferred upon man. The son became a man, identified himself with the human race, delivered the human race from the authority of Satan and carried his blood into the Holy of Holies to make the eternal redemption. Then he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. We have a man seated at God's right hand. He is our representative. He is there to represent us. This is the crowning event in redemption. A man seated at God's right hand. And that man is the head of the new body, the church. Is it any wonder, he shouts, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 3 Not only are we seated in the highest position in the universe, but we are blessed with every spiritual blessing that is necessary to maintain our place as members of His glorious body. In the mind of God, every one of us is in Christ now. He sees us in Him. When we go to the throne of grace in prayer, it is as though Jesus is going there, for we go in His name. Colossians 3 verse 3 says, For ye died, and your life is hid with Christ in God. We are hidden from the adversary, but we are visible to the Father. Hebrews 9 24 for Christ entered not into a holy place made with hands, like in the pattern to the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear before the face of God for us. He is there at the right hand of the Father as our representative, as our Lord, as our lover, who gave himself for us. We can see that our redemption is complete, finished thing, if Christ sat down at God's right hand, it is because the Father accepted him and accepted what he did for us. The fact that he is seated there is the seal of our acceptance in the Beloved. Chapter 14 Liberating the Ability of God Within Us the most thrilling thing that I have ever learned about redemption is the marvelous ability of God that is in the believer. We have God's life in us. Wherefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, they are become new. 2 Corinthians 5 17 Notice carefully that the believer is a new creation. He is created in Christ Jesus. He is the workmanship of God. 
This new creation has become a reality to him because he has received the life and nature of God. 1 John 3.13 These things have I written unto you, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, even unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. You can see now that you have within you, as you read this, if you are his child, the life and nature of God. 2 Peter 1 verse 4 tells us that we have become partakers of his divine nature, whereby he has granted unto us his precious and exceeding great promise, that through these ye might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. Jesus emphasized this by his illustration, I am the vine, ye are the branches. John 15 verse 5. The object of his coming was that we might have life and have it abundantly. You have received eternal life. That life is the nature of the Father as unveiled in Christ. As a branch of the vine, the same life that is manifested in the vine is flowing out through you, bearing fruits. It is the vine's life in you that produces fruitage of love of faith and of joy. You have God's word abiding in you. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of God dwell in you richly. What is it doing here? It is admonishing. It is educating. It is training. It is correcting. It is building faith and love into your spirit. Acts 20 verse 32 says, Now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all them that are sanctified. It is the word that builds you up. It is the word that makes you know of your inheritance. It is the word that unveils to you your relationship to the Father, God. It is the word that makes you know your right and privileges in Christ. You remember it was the word of Christ that healed most of the people who came to him. He said they were his father's words. The Pauline revelation is the father's words about Jesus. When you say you are a new creation in Christ, the father's words are expressing a fact through your lips. When you say, in the name of Jesus, disease, stop being, you are using the Father's words that he spoke through Jesus' lips. When you step out into your rights of righteousness and begin to bear fruit, it will be the same kind of fruit Jesus bore in his earthwork. Righteousness means the ability to stand right in Father's presence without a sense of guilt or inferiority. This righteousness becomes yours through the finished work of Christ. Romans 4.25 Who was delivered up for trespasses and was raised for justification? A literal translation of this verse reads, Who was delivered up on account of our trespasses and was raised when we were declared righteous. When the life of God is liberated, the ability of God is unveiled in the word it lets loose. 
They tell us there is power enough in an atom to propel a great ship across the ocean. If that power that is invested in the life of God that is in you and the power that is invested in the word of God, that word spoke a universe into being, were let loose in you, things would happen, wouldn't they? The object of this little message is to let you know that God wants you to be set free. You have the name of Jesus. You have committed to memory the scriptures. You know John 14, 13 to 14. Whatsoever you shall ask or demand in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, that will I do. This is not praying to the Father nor making a request of Jesus. It is using the name as Peter used it in the beautiful gate when he set that man free from the infirmity of paralysis. It is condemning the forces of darkness to become obedient to the authority of the name of Jesus. That name is yours. You may not have taken advantage of it. Jesus gave you the power of authority to use his name. He said, Matthew 28 verse 18 to 19, all authority had been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. The word disciple means student, one who learns. We are to make students of the word of all nations. We have the ability to go do that. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall cast out demons. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Matthew 16 verse 17 to 18 That belongs to you now. The age of miracles is your age. It is the present age. You can live and walk in the fullness of God's ability. You can let the ability loose in you, if you will. This is love's challenge to let the life of God loose in you, to let the word loose in you, to give the name its real place in your life. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Jesus promised the disciples that the Holy Spirit who was with him should be in them. On the day of Pentecost, after he recreated them, he entered into their bodies. What a miracle it is to have God in us. It is wonderful to have his word abiding in us when we realize that the universe has been created by his words and we have that creative ability in us. Now we have God himself in us along with his word. No wonder he said in 1 John 4 verse 4, Ye are of God, my little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The God in us is the same God who spoke a universe into being. The same God is in us who walked the sea in Galilee. The same God is in us who arose from the dead. Philippians 2 verse 13 For it is God who is at work within us. We have not taken advantage of the riches of His grace that belongs to us. How few of us have let God loose in us? 
I can feel him struggling to have his place and to have his right in the individual member of his body. How he longs to heal the sick, to break the power of Satan over the lives of men through us. Let us let him loose in us. You have the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 tells us, Him who knew no sin, he made to be seen on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Now he wants us to bear the fruit of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 And increase the fruit of your righteousness. Righteousness is the ability to stand in front of the Father without condemnation. It gives us the legal right to use the name of Jesus. It gives us the ability to stand in the presence of diseases of all kinds without fear, in the presence of Satan as the absolute master. 1 John 2 verse 29 Everyone that doeth righteousness is begotten of God. How few of us have ever done righteousness? We have thought it meant only conduct, a carefulness in our walk. That is implied, but that is not doing righteousness. Doing righteousness is doing the works that Jesus wrought, for we are taking Jesus' place. Righteousness gives us the ability to stand in the presence of God anytime, to stand in the presence of Satan as absolute victors. How little has been understood, how little we have measured in it. Now God is waiting for us to bring the truth to the front. He wants us to bring to life righteousness, to practice righteousness, to break Satan's dominion, to speak with authority just as Jesus did. We have God's wisdom. You might say this is a summation of all. If you have God's ability, God's wisdom, and you let them loose, what limitlessness there would be to our ministry. It is not a problem of education, but of letting God loose in you, liberating the ability of God that is within you. Locked up in you today is the ability of God. Jesus has been made wisdom unto you, but of him you are, yea, in Christ Jesus, who was made unto us wisdom from God. James 1 verse 5 to 8 and if any one of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives with open hand to all men and without upbraiding, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith and have no doubt. For he who has doubts is like the surge of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed into spray. A person of that sort must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a one is a man of two minds, undecided in every step he takes. You are grown up now. You have passed the period of babyhood, and now you know that Jesus is your wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. You have the knowledge of the life of God that is in you. You have the knowledge of the power and the authority of the word. You have the knowledge of your legal rights to use the name of Jesus in your combat with spiritual force. You have the knowledge of the fact that God is actually in your body. 
now you are going to use this mighty fact to bless humanity. Letting God loose in us. The imprisoned God at last is set free with the bill of rights to use us as he pleases. We are no longer hidden. People know who we are. There is a part one to our cottage, no matter where we live, for we have let God loose in us and have given him his liberty to heal the sick, to bless the world. Thank you for listening. Do join me again next time as we continue on this journey to identification. I am Eunice. Enjoy the rest of your day.